Welcome to the Voices of St. Michael podcast, where we bring you talks, interviews, homilies, and prayers from the faith community of St. Michael Catholic Church in Independence. May the peace of Jesus Christ be with you always. We were reflecting uh, yesterday when uh, Father Phil Rocco was here and we were gathering some things for uh, Father Verana's casket, and there was this beautiful icon. And I remember it was like it was yesterday when he preached on that icon. He had it right here. Uh, and so for Father Verana, the mystery of the Trinity was uh, something you, c- you can really absorb because he was such an intellect, but he could also bring it, kind of bring it down to earth because uh, he had studied, some of his advanced degrees were from uh, Belgium. He had studied in Louvain. And so, as I was reflecting on that, I was looking at some of the other theologians, Bishop Barron, uh, Father Patrick Riviere from uh, Louisiana. So I want to go into a little bit about the theology of the Trinity and then connect it to, it's kind of conc- concretize it, what it looks like in our lives. So we know we all invoke the Trinity when, whenever we cross ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as well as every single baptized person has been baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So through that baptism, we've been sealed by the Trinity, brought within its dynamic, and sent out on this mission. Look at what made Israel unique. The one God had specifically chosen them as his special people. What becomes clear is that God of Israel sought to draw them into covenant with him, that God is that great gathering force that draws the world to himself. And all of this came to a climax in the life and teaching and dying of a young rabbi from Nazareth. Go back to the Hebrew word, Yeshua, our salvation. He claimed authority over the Torah. He was a prophet, but so much more because he claimed to be the prophetic truth itself. Yes, he was a lover of the temple, but so much more, he claimed to be the new temple. So what became clear to the first Christian believers that this Jesus spoke and acted in a unique sense, for he was the perfect reflection of the Father's being. He was the means that the Father would gather the world to himself. When we reflect this week, God wants to share his Trinitarian relationship with us. So in the spirit of adoption, through whom we cry out, Abba, Father, we are children of the Father, and this then makes us heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, brothers and sisters of Jesus. Another theologian, uh, Protestant, but very deep, uh, profound theologian, Karl Barth, said the Trinity is a function of the biblical principle that God has spoken. The biblical God speaks, and in the Yeshua, God speaks His definitive word, which is His Son. So this the Trinity is this invitation into the divine life, a summons to mission, a summons to action. What does a Trinitarian life look like? Her name is Sister Patricia Pampa. She was principal of Villa Walsh Academy in Morristown, New Jersey, a Catholic school for young women grades 7 through 12. She was there from 1990 to 2019. 
I've been through that town. My brother-in-law grew up right around there. She is, Sister Patricia is now the provincial superior of her order. And she comes from the religious teachers Philippini. They were founded to educate the daughters of the poor, founded by Lucy Philippini and Cardinal Mark Anthony Barbarigo, who had much in common because they were both interested not only in education, but in the social apostolate. Because poverty was foremost among the many cultural and socioeconomic problems that existed in their time in Italy in 1692. Lucy is now Saint Lucy. She was canonized in 1930. And I read an article about Sister Patricia. She talked about, she said, you know, our location means a fair number of our students come from families of means. She said, I see the cars they drive. And she said, sometimes I remind parents of this during fundraisers. I love a nun with spunk. Right? Affluence, she said, is no immunity from the trials and tragedies of life, though. The girl whose best friend moved to a different state, the student dealing with loneliness and depression, the 14-year-old who just lost her mom to cancer, a Trinitarian life. Sister Pat's entire life has been about self-sacrifice on behalf of the education of these girls, which she oversaw in this school, which was located a few feet from the convent where they live. So when, she said, when they admit a girl to their school, they see themselves as welcoming her into their home. The Lord says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. At Villa Walsh, Sister Pat came to know every one of her 250, and she called them lambs by name. We know in many cases... She was powerless to alter outcomes, but she can love. And love is as much as part of the villa formula as the high bar it sets for academic excellence. These nuns promise this, no villa girl will ever hurt alone. So to be a Trinitarian community, sometimes love means being the one to deliver bad news. She said, sometimes it's telling a student to knock off the nonsense and start living up to God. Sometimes it's just offering a shoulder to cry on for a girl feeling terribly lost and abandoned. Across our world, there are thousands of women who, just like Sister Pat, bring this love to bear daily in ministries from healthcare and education to helping victims of sexual trafficking. They are living out their baptismal promise to God to put the needs of others before their own. We all know them, and I personally know so many nuns that lived out that life. We have one right here, Sister Betty Gulick. To be a Christian is to always be on call. So on this feast of the Most Holy Trinity, we celebrate the mystery that God, Father, Son, and Spirit has called us into an intimate relationship of love, to celebrate that God makes us, that God saves us, that God sends us, 
that God has a plan for the world, and most of all, that God loves us. Without love, the chain falls apart. But with that God who is love, who is willing to suffer, and allow himself to be killed for us, who is present with us always, that affliction actually becomes the most powerful source of growth because it gives us the opportunity to see God in the areas of our life that are the most painful and need his presence the most. It may seem paradoxical to say that suffering and love coexist, just as it can seem paradoxical to say that one God can exist as three persons. But that paradox reveals not a contradiction, but a love that is unable to be stopped, a love that brings hope to whoever is willing to accept it. As we celebrate this Trinity Sunday, look at this God who is love and receive the love that he has for you. Peace be with you. Thank you for joining us for the Voices of St. Michael podcast. Please tell your friends about it. You can visit our website at stmichaelchurchindependence.org to find more talks, interviews, homilies, and prayers. You can also subscribe to this podcast from your favorite podcast app by searching for Voices of St. Michael Independence, Ohio. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us.